Liam Lawton, you are well known as a priest and a composer of beautiful sacred songs that are sung in churches up and down the country and um, records that have sold around the world. And you're back on concert tour again this Advent. Uh, wh- where are you going first? Good morning, Pat, and good morning to all your listeners. Um, so basically, we always, a Christmas tour is part of our tradition. We've, we've been, I've been doing it for the past 20 years. And uh, one of the places that I love to go to is in Garden Street in Dublin. Uh, there's always a beautiful atmosphere, and they, I suppose it's created by the ambience of the place and by the people and by the welcome itself. And so uh, we're there on Monday, the 4th of December. And um, this Sunday night before, we're out in Russian Dublin. But Garden Street is the only Dublin concert I have this year. The rest of them are around the country. We're in various different places. Where, where are those places, just so people can check them out? OK, well, they're on, first of all, I have to say they're on my website, which is liamlawton.com, and my Facebook page, which is Liam Lawton Music. So we're in, in Cork, we're in Killarney, we're in Tipperary, we're in Carlow here. Uh, we're in Belfast, so we're all around the place. All around the place. You're going to be busy this Advent. Will you have much time for the Advent season of preparation, or is this your way of, of doing preparation? Well, What's it's both. Time? I mean, I, I try to combine both, but this really is mainly my focus here. And then once Christmas comes, or the, the days before Christmas, then I'm back here in, in Grey Cullen in the parish. But Do- um, so uh, we've. Uh, we have a busy schedule, but it is. I, I, I plan it well so that nothing, hopefully, that nothing kind of collides. And tell me, Liam, about music for you. I mean, I presume it is a for. I mean, I presume it's prayer for you. It's not just a performance because your songs, um, you know, have a, a special meaning to them, and the music resonates with the words. So it becomes a holistic experience of prayer. <laughs> writing it you want to see here here's some of the prayers that come out of your mouth <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah I, I suppose for me it's another language of expression and like some people you know find you know the traditional devotional prayers they say or some people <clears throat> might find it in you know in, in nature I find it in music I just think it's I, I really believe that music is a divine gift and that when it comes from the right place and is used in the right way, well, then there are bound possibilities because you think about, you know, music can say an awful lot more sometimes than words can, and it can create an atmosphere, it can, can bring healing, it can bring solace and consolation, it can bring joy. You know, there's all kinds of... I also think that music is a bridge to memory, particularly around Christmas, to when we hear particular cards, it can bring us back immediately into maybe childhood memories or happier memories of people who are no longer with us or gone on, you know, and to heaven. And, and, and so the, the, it's, it's a very powerful, powerful uh, tool, really. It is because it it gets us emotionally, you know, in a, in a deeper place and gets us out of our head, I think, as well, as you're suggesting. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it helps to go on the journey to the heart. And then it opens up all kinds of possibilities then as well, because it, it really gets us in touch with parts of reserves that probably are not usually shown only on, on special occasions. 
And Liam, you mentioned there about it can be healing, and I think that's very true. Have have you had experience of people telling you that, you know, after your concerts or people who have listened to your CDs, that maybe your music well, has... I, I don't sound self-serving, but, you know, I would say in general that music can be very effective in helping people to move to a different place, mm. particularly if they're sad or if they're mourning, or for people, you know, people often say that when I was going through maybe mental anguish or stress or anxiety, your music helped to calm me down or I listened to it and it brought me to a different place or people might say afterwards, God, your music got me through that thing. But, but thinking of people who might, this Advent, be taking time to go to a concert because people become, they get very busy as we know and yet going to a concert which is also enjoyable, it's not, it's not a, a stress or a strain. That oh, if no, they go I think, you know, I think you made a very good point there. I think we've lost the whole sense of what Advent is about because we're now celebrating Christmas before Christmas, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and in the kind of secular world, you know, when it comes to when we should be celebrating Advent, they'll be talking about the after Christmas sale. Mm. So really putting the cart before the heart. What we try to do in, in, in our Advent night is it's, it's, it offers people a space and a place to get away from the mayhem and the madness and to reconnect firstly with themselves and to reconnect with their own community and to reconnect with what the Christmas is really about and what it should be about as well. And I think that's really, really important. And what kind of songs, Liam, have you new ones? Is it some of the older ones? Well, it's, it's what? made up of, I mean, <coughs> our Christmas, particularly as, as we near Christmas, people, you know, they don't get an opportunity maybe to hear a lot of carols, and then I sing. I've written a number of Christmas pieces myself. So we'll give this context. You see, I, I also think, Pat, that the context is really important. You know, I, I sometimes go to concerts, and the voices are fantastic, and the people are fantastic, but they don't communicate with their audience, and we've no idea what the context of the song is, and I think that's really, really important. For example, one of the pieces that I sing is from the Wexford Carols, Right, well, to know the story behind it and how they're, they're the oldest cars in Ireland, they go back to 1640s, you know, and how difficult it was when they were written and, and how they were preserved and hidden and kept among families in Kilmore and handed down from generation to generation. So you kind of evoke a whole mystery around it and tell the story of it so that by the time you come to sing the song, people want to say, what, you know, what is this song? You know, and we hear it in a different way than me just going out and saying, well, this is such a carol and I'm going to sing this now. Yeah, because that is a beautiful, particularly beautiful carol, and to think that it is so old and that it was held in that way and honoured. Oh, yeah, and it's a group of carols. It, it belongs to a group of 12 of them. And what they did was they gave each of the carols to a different family in the parish, and then each night somebody from the, that particular family would come and sing their carol, and that was the way of preserving them. So we'd say the Kellys or the Murphys or the Burns or whoever they were, were very proud of having this carol belonging to them. And they were based then on tavern songs that the writers of the text had heard, because that's the only way. I mean, it was in the middle of the penal times. It was a very difficult time. And so uh, the music was, it was an old tradition. And so the best way to learn music and to bring kind of a sacred context was to use some of the folk songs that they already had known and that's what they did. 
I never very knew beautiful. Never very, knew very that. Haunting. Very haunting. That's a, an amazing story. So that's a flavour of what people can expect when they come. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, there's the usual songs. Because it's kind of people know and can... Like, I, I, it's not just about people coming to look at me singing. It, it's about everybody being involved as well, singing along with us and giving people a chance to sing. And they do sing. I mean, I, I just, it's lovely to stand back and hear people whole group of people, community of people singing. So it's a sense of community. And, as, and you know, you were talking there about Gardner Street Church, which is a beautiful church, you know, that some of our venues will obviously lend itself to sometimes that kind of experience as well. Well, one of the things that I work always work on, I, I, I think there has to be a marriage between the text and the music, obviously, but also the setting and the lighting and the sound. And one of the things we always work on is, is to make sure that the lighting is is sensitive to the music as well, and candles, smells and the bells, as the fellow said. It's really getting in touch with the sense, helping us to be in touch with our sense as well. So that's a great way uh, for people to celebrate Advent and to get a bit of really good time out uh, at Christmas and have a space to reflect on what... Yeah, not in any over-religious way or preach way or anything, nothing like that. Just a nice, nice... You know, they're beautiful concerts around at this time of the year anyway, you know. Mm. We're just another of the same. Well, I wish you all the very best with it, Liam. And once again, it's on your website, liamlawton.com. And Facebook. You have a Facebook page as well. And people can around the country can find out where you are and the dates. Thanks very much, Pat. Lovely. And, you know, dare I say it, but a happy Christmas to <laughs> all your listeners. Absolutely. Thanks very much indeed. And the same to you. Thank you.